We thank the Lord in this place this morning. We honor him. We lift, go on, yeah, go on, lift him up. I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord this morning uh, for, for Sister's uh, gracious uh, way of bringing that story out. And uh, the freedom, the freedom that she'll now have in that testimony. And the freedom to, uh, to move forward, to move forward in that healing and, and all the grace that's going to come into her life out of that. So I, I'm thankful this morning. I appreciate it. Appreciate all. Appreciate the song. Appreciate everything. This was the message. This was the message that, that I got uh, from what she said. And it's the exact same message that I want to speak on this morning. Uh, I like it when the Lord just puts things together. But this was the message that she found grace in an environment of failure. Grace in the environment of a failure. And uh, that's powerful. That's powerful this morning. And I want to talk about that this morning. I want to talk about finding grace in an environment of failure where everything around you is failing. And uh, grace, grace is sufficient. Amen. Amen. Turn with me if you would. We're going to go to an old, old story that you heard in Bible school and in Sunday school and <clears throat> probably had some of these figures on your wall when you was a baby or in the nursery or somewhat, little story about Noah and the ark, but I, I'm not going to read the whole story. I just want to pick up a few verses <clears throat> in the two or three chapters of this story, and then, uh, and then we'll just allow the Lord. So let's stand, let's read these couple, three verses out of uh, a couple of different places this morning. <coughs> the word of the Lord says this, and, and God saw that wickedness saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination, every imagination, can you imagine that? Every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was always on evil. Always. always. Think, about, think about the failure that was involved. Think about the systems. Think about how man, how treacherous man would have been with man. And, 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 and man would have been with his family. Think, think about everything that would have failed in some situation like that. Think, think about how people and families suffered under such, under such a time. Verse 6, and yet even repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved, it grieved him, at, grieved God at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing, Fowls of the earth, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And this is my favorite verse. I've always loved this verse. This verse has always intrigued me. Just right in the middle, right in the middle of all the failure. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't build up. He didn't give us a little time to shift. I mean, he just, he just stuck it there. Right in the middle of talking about the terrible failure and the terrible grief that he felt over. He just, right in the middle of it, he said, but Noah, but Beth. Whoever else is in here, but Danny, but Dean, found grace, found grace in the eyes of the Lord, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's read 12 and 13, the Bible says this, and then God looked upon the earth, I'm skipping some to save time. 
<clears throat> you know the, the story. If you don't, I'll fill in a little bit of it later. But And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence though through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth, with the earth. Verse 22, verse 22. So thus, by God gave Noah instructions about building the ark, and thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded. God gave him a plan. God gave him a plan, and Noah did all that God commanded, and so did he. Let's, let's bow our heads this morning. I'm going to ask a little heaven to pray over this service this morning, to bless our time together this morning. Would you do that for us, sister? Do it, Lord. Yes. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Take your time and give him glory and honor. Give him praise. Lord, for you. All you that know this grace, this grace like the people of a failure, give him glory this morning. Hey. As the folk used to say, if it had not been for grace. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I thank the Lord for you this morning. Finding grace in an environment of failure. I believe this, and just like this story, but I believe every failure, every every failure, uh, and every failure to a success story, rather, every failure to a success story, like we just heard this morning, every failure to a success story is a story that's just dripping with grace. If if it's found success, if success is returned, if the failure's been turned around, and and now and now though though. Certain things may not still be going on in one's life or whatever, but, but it's now success. It's, it's full of grace. It's full. It's coated. It, it's there. It's, it can't help but be. And every success story, every success story in the midst of a failure, in the midst of, 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 a, of, of, a, of an environment of failure, if someone can come out of that environment, if someone can get out of that environment of failure, because it, how many know? How many of that keeps you entrenched? That keeps you locked down. It's hard. It's got to be grace. Grace has got to do that. There's no other way to. There's no other way to get out of that. I believe this this morning. I believe sometimes our some of our biggest breakthroughs, some of our biggest moments, they come right at the moment of our greatest breakdowns. Right at that very moment, when when everything. Is looking so bad and everything is so black, right in the midst of, of some of our worst failures. I want, I want to read you a scripture this morning that, I, that the Lord put up on my heart. There's a couple of scriptures out of the book of Revelation. 
The reason I want to read it this morning is that very thought because, because just because you're going through a failure even now or just because you know somebody's going through a failure now, just because someone went through a failure a year ago, that, that, that doesn't end the story. The only, the only thing that ends the story, this morning, I just want to tell you, the only way it would be over this morning if you was up here in front of this church in a box. That's the only thing that ends the story of grace. The fact that you're sitting there this morning, there's, there, there, there can be a success story in the midst of failure because of his great grace. There can be. I want to read you this out of the book of Revelation. I want you to see this. Revelation 7, listen to what it says. And after this, I beheld, John said, I beheld in lo a great multitude which no man could number, a bunch of them, a bunch of them which no man could number, all the nations, all kindreds, it's all kind of different people, people of various tongues, people of different nationalities, all various places of the world, stood before the throne and before the Lamb. And listen, they were now clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto, and unto the Lamb. And the angels stood round all about the throne and all about the elders and the four beasts and they fell before the throne on their face and they worshiped God. Verse 12. Saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And then this question was kind of arose in the midst. And one of the elders answered saying unto me, What are these which who are what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And where did they come from? You want to know who they are? You want to know where they came from? Verse 14. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which come from the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes, and they made them white in the blood of the land. They have come, they have come from failure. These are people. These are people that no doubt at one time had been in scandalous situations, or or in times of great desperation, and had failed maybe miserably. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you because of His great grace, because of His grace, they now stand. They now stand in robes of white, saying glory to, Amen, and great of His greatness, and giving Him thanksgiving. Ones that who once were failures, one that was once and. Caught in great systems of failure and environments of these in particular could come out of what they what, what we know as the great tribulation, where evil was a lot like Noah's time, Un, uncorked, wild and loose, unrestrained, in a system of failure. But the Bible says, the Bible says they now stand, they now stand in white, and they still they now stand. Honoring God, they now stand removed from, from their failure. They found grace. Noah found grace. Beth found grace. A lot of us, we have found grace. We found grace, which led me to this thought and where I'm going to spend the biggest part of our time this morning on a few little thoughts this morning about how Noah found this grace and how he was able to find this grace in a failing culture. He found, he, found, he found grace in a failing culture that turned his culture into a grace culture. How awesome is that? 
a complete different environment than what he once lived in. What was a failing environment is now a grace environment. A change of life, a change of, of thought, a change of, of heart, a change of the way you look on things, a change of how you see things, a change of how you feel things, a change for how you see the future, a change of hope, a change to pull, up, pull down depression or darkness, a change that changes the entirety look of life. But he found grace. And I want to deal with that just a little bit this morning. I want to talk just a little bit about, about how Noah found this grace in this failing culture. And it ended up being a grace culture for him. Because I think it will help us this morning. I think it will help somebody in here this morning. Because that's what grace does. You got to, Noah found grace. So how did he find it? I want to give you this couple of little thoughts this morning as we as we move towards where we're going. I want to give you just this first thought right off the bat. He found grace when he found God's plan. I want to tell you something this morning. That's how you find You'll not find grace outside of any other way. It'll be in God's plan. There'll be no grace anywhere. You might come up with, you might have lots of smart friends and, and lots of worldly systems that, that might try to aid and abet in things, but, but outside of his plan, outside of God's plan, there is no grace. That's why the law now fails so miserably as we try to bring ourselves up through the law because it's not his plan now. This is the different age. This is the age of grace, and that's his plan. But he found, Noah found, Noah found this grace in a time that, that, that brought grace to him. He found grace in God's plan. Now I want to say this. I want to bring this in because some of you might think, how did how did how did Noah how did Noah find this? Go to Hebrews eleven. Hebrews eleven seven. I want to read this little piece of it out of the New Testament for you. I want you to see. But by faith, here was the plan. Being warned of God. Being warned of God of things not as yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Remember the plan? We didn't read all the story, but you know the story. God gave him a plan. God gave him the instructions per detail. Very, very minute details of how, to, how the plan would play out and how to build the plan, how to operate it. How many of this morning we've got that same plan? You can't differ from it and expect to find grace. Grace will come no other way this morning. Then, then you, then you find in God's plan. You can't mix it. You can't max it. You can't hope a little there, or a little there. But no, you got to find His plan per detail. The Bible goes on and He says that He found, and He, and he feared and He prepared an ark to the saving of His house by which He condemned the world. Now listen, He became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. It was his plan. Is how God, how he found it. The, the, day, the day he said yes to this plan. I want you to hear that. You need grace this morning? Well, the day you say yes to God's plan, you're going to find grace. You don't say yes to God's plan, you're not going to find the grace that Noah found. You're not going to find the grace that Beth found. 
You're not going to find the grace that I found. You're not going to find the grace. You've got to be able to say yes to what God lays out because all of the grace is in his hand. Same grace that Tommy found here a couple Sundays ago. It's because he said yes to God. He quit holding back and he said yes to God or whoever else is in this place. It's when they say yes to God's plan. The way God laid it out through Christ, we know his plan now. We're not building boats now. We're depending in a blood-stained Savior that died and rose again for our salvation. And all we must do now is believe ye on him. That's the plan. That's the plan. And there is no grace no other way. Just as there is no other Savior and there is no other way to heaven, anyone else that tries to climb up another way is a thief and a robber and he can't get in because there is no other plan. There's God's plan A and there is no plan B at all. So if you ain't got God's plan, you're not finding the grace that I'm preaching on this morning. You'll have no hope of it. You'll have no hope of it. Amen. When, when Noah said yes to God's plan, Proverbs 14 and 12, just to give you a little insight, a little insight into what I'm talking about. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are, are ways of failure and destruction. And there's only one way, and that's God's. Even though our ways sometimes seem, I, I guarantee you, a whole civilization that lived under an environment of failure in Noah's day, they thought that this was the right way. Just like there's a whole civilization group of people in our world today who thinks this is silly, thinks this is the, the dumb thing to do, that, they, that, that they've got a much smarter way now. That serving Jesus stuff and that going to church stuff and that Holy Ghost stuff and that Holy Bible stuff, they think there's a much better way now. But there's a way that seems right to man, but it ends in still, still in this environment of failure. Still caught in the cycle of destruction. So it's saying yes to this plan. They're saying yes to his way. Only grace, there's only grace in God's plan. I want you to hear that. Because there's no other grace, there's no other way. There's nothing but epic failure. Epic failure in a way that seems, that seems, my God, if I had time to talk about what used to seem, what seemed right, but the ways thereof were failure and destructive and death, and that's not changed. I said, that's not changed. It's still the same. It still ends at the same crash site, the same burn site. If you look and smell, you can probably still hear it and smell it. The ruins of someone's life on something that seemed, seemed. Amen, amen, amen. He found grace then. When he found God's plan. He also found grace when, when, when he moved with, if you will, with fear. According to Hebrews 11, 7, he moved with fear towards the plan. Towards the working of the plan. When he moved in such a way, he, he realized 
Proverbs 27 and 12, let me give you that. Proverbs 27 and 12 says, A prudent man, when he seeth the evil, how many know Noah got a clear picture? You want to know how he found grace? God told him, this judgment's coming. God painted the picture that it's going to rain like you ain't never seen it. They ain't seen rain, period. But it's going to be a flood that you ain't never seen. There's a judgment. I'm going to tell you something. There's a judgment coming we've never seen. When he got the picture, he saw the painting. He got it in his mind. The Bible says, the Bible says he must have been a wise and he, and he moved. He moved in such a way according to Hebrews 11. And he moved as he was warned by God. He moved ahead with the plan. He moved. He acted, if you will. He acted on the plan. He moved towards the plan. Moving ahead. Considering. He foreseeth the evil and he hid himself. But now the simple they pass on and there's still destruction. There's still failure. There's still pain. Amen. Amen. No wonder the scripture pleads with us to consider our latter end. What will be the outcome? You know, we, we need to get that picture this morning. We need to get the picture of what comes after this life. We don't hear it much, I know, but we need to, we need to understand that, that once we die, what's next? After death. It's appointed unto man once to die, but then the judgment. We need to have that picture. It's not Disneyland. It's not oblivion. It's not nothingness. No, it's judgment before a holy and righteous God. Here's the picture. We stand before him and we give an account. Come on, somebody. There's judgment. And it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a just God, the scripture says. He's a consuming fire. The picture's plain, the picture's vivid. I'm going to tell you what, we find grace when we move with fear in these areas, and not, not in such a bad way, but in a positive way. We move ahead with the plan. I mean, no, grace just ain't saying yes. Grace is moving forward. If you're going to get out of it, if you're going to find grace in an environment that will break free of this failure environment, you're going to have to have a grace that allows you to move forward and not stay where you were. Did you hear what Miss Beth said in her testimony? She moved forward. She's not there on the couch no more. She's not there in depression no more. She's not there in those things that she, she brung out anymore. She's, and I'm going to tell you something else. She's not shamed for grace. It's broke her free. Hey! Grace has brought her out. For she moved. And everybody else in here this morning it has got a like testimony in some shape or way. If you know him in the way that I'm preaching, you move forward. I got the picture. I realize my days are numbered. I didn't know nothing about my future, but I realize this is it. This is it. And I found grace. By the time I broke out around the corner of that seat, heading for the altar of Jesus Christ, I found grace. You want to know why? Because I was moving ahead. 
moving ahead. I said yes to the plan, but I moved. But it was a movement. And it takes that. It takes that. It takes this movement. Because we will. We will have to move. Amen. Amen. That ain't all. Can I tell you something else he did? He also found grace. He found grace the day he had the courage to start risking it. When he started building that boat, when he started undergoing the scrutiny and the ridicule, and the eye of his peers, the eye of man, and the backlash of, yeah, I believe in Jesus, or, yeah, I love Jesus, or, yeah, I go to that old Pentecost, or, yeah, I'm this, yeah, I'm at for Jesus, yeah, I, I'm all this and in for Jesus, I'm this and that. But the day he began to build on the boat, the day he began to put everything together, he began to risk it to build. The day he got the courage, how many know you find grace? The day you get the courage to start building. Proverbs, Proverbs 29, let me read that to you. I got a lot of these Proverbs for you. Know that the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whosoever put his trust in the Lord shall be safe. The courage to start moving. Courage to risk it. Courage to tell that story. I'm going to tell you what. Ever what was still trying to bind her in darkness, they can't bind her no more. Because what's been drugged in the light, it's dead. Come on, somebody. It'll not grow no more. It'll not grow no more. It's over. The minute you drag it out into the light, that's why I don't never mind. You can tell all my story. You can ask me anything you want. We'll just drag it all right out there. We'll ruin all the devil's material. He can't condemn you if you done told it all. There is now therefore no condemnation because we done told it all. That's what grace allows us to do. Grace gives us the opportunity to confess all that's on our heart, all that's in our life. And he is faithful and just to forgive it. Woo! Yes, he is. Amen. The moment you can risk it, the moment you can break out of your seat and run to Jesus, the moment you got the courage, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you might need to find grace this morning through courage. You feel like there ain't grace enough in your life? Well, maybe you need to, you need to look for it through courage this morning. Amen. Amen. I thank the Lord this morning. Found grace the day he had courage. He also found grace every day he didn't give up. You want to find grace? You'll find it every day you don't give up. Every day. Yeah, I want you to think about that. I'm going somewhere. Every day you don't give up, you'll find grace. Every day. It's what he did. He found it the initial day. The very first day he said yes, 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 yes. He found it. But he also found it every day he didn't stop. I want to tell you what. He found grace. He found grace for 100 years. A hundred years of working and building. And he found grace every day that he didn't give up. Every day that he kept, he, he said yes. Every day. 
Do you understand? That's what that's talking about. Every morning he got up, he said, yes. And every day he said, yes, he found grace. That would have been a good subtitle for this. He said, yes. Every day. Every day. For a hundred years. Every day before the first raindrop. Every day before there was ever even a puddle of water anywhere near the ark. Every day when he looked silly. Every day when he looked. Every day that he was tired. Every day when he was discouraged. Every day when he was worn down. Every day when he'd been ridiculed. Every day his wife thought he was crazy. Every day his kids probably thought he. Every day, every day, every day, every day his neighbor said, oh, "That's that kooky old Noah again." Every day, every day they say, "Oh, that's that crazy preaching Lee Sarver." Every day, every day he's a little bit radical. He's a little bit crazy. Every day that's that old crazy Pentecostal. Every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day you get, somebody know what I'm talking about right now. Every day you find grace because you say yes. Yeah, not maybe. The moment you say maybe, you're slipping from grace. The moment you say, well, I, I, the, 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 day, the day you hold off saying yes, you're slipping. You're losing grace. You're losing strength. You're losing victory. You're slipping back into failure. You want to stay. You want to stay in the in, in, in the grace environment. You got to get up and say yes, Lord. Yes, yes. Today is a, not just Sunday. Not just standing in the river at the baptismal. Not not just that day. Not just that initial day. That's a great day, and I thank God for it. But oh no, I'm talking about I'm talking about 29 years later on a Thursday, about six o'clock in the evening, when you wore down, wore out, discouraged, done had enough of everybody, and you gotta say yes, Lord. Again, again, and 3,000 other times, when your back's hurt, when you are struggling with your health, when you ain't sure why it's going this way, when you ain't sure why it did go that way, yes, Lord, I said yes, I said yes 29 years ago. I can't be like Noah. I ain't exactly said yes to every day. Some days I might have said maybe. Sometimes, sometimes those things that went on made me say maybe. But I'm going to tell you what. It wasn't too many days after the maybe that I said yes again. Come on now. Amen. 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 To enjoy grace. To enjoy grace the way you need it. To enjoy. It's, it's, it's when you, you're able to not compromise your convictions in a time of tiredness or weakness. But you're able to still say yes. That's what Noah did. You think he wasn't tired? Think he wasn't wore down? You want to know how he found grace? He just kept saying yes. Yes. We're going to church? Yes. We go serve Lord, yes. We go obey the Lord, yes. We go believe His word, yes. We go stand on faith in this, yes. We go trust God in all this, yes. We go believe Him and not the devil, yes. We go stand strong with God in the midst of this dying and, and failing environment, yes. Yes. We go believe Jesus is really coming back, yes. 
We're going to believe he's coming in any moment. Yes. We believe it could be any moment now. Yes. Yes. We're going to believe it for the saving of our household. Yes. We're going to believe all things are possible with him that believe. Yes. Amen. Start saying that stuff. You start touching grace. Amen. 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 One last thing that I found that's kind of a warning, I guess you might say, somewhat. But I want to just bring it out to you in some way. He really he found this out like I usually find out things the hard way. I had to learn them. Noah found out something the hard way. He found grace a hard way. Any of y'all ever find grace a hard way? <laughs> Amen. I ain't always been smart enough and most of the time have not been able to find it the easy way. I've had to find it the hard way many times. But in this story, I can only find Noah really finding it the hard way this one time. But I bet you he learned it just as we've learned it. I learn things better sometimes. They seem to stick better when I learn it the hard way. I don't necessarily like it, but they stick better. Amen. Come on, y'all grinners out there. I see y'all grinning. Amen. I see y'all grinning. But, but he, he, he found grace. He found grace when he realized, he realized that I ain't arrived yet. Even in the midst of this story. Even in the midst of the, Here's what I want to tell you. If you're going to keep grace, you're going to have to. If you're going to find grace every day, you're going to have to realize that no matter what, no matter I've had some big moments. You think about Noah. Noah had some. What a moment he had. Can you imagine when, 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 when God began to order all the animals two by two by two? Been a good place for a deer stand, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> been a great place to hunt, wasn't it? Whitlock. <laughs> but here they come. Here, can you imagine the spectacle as they began to march upon that big ship? Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine everything's filled and everything's done? Everything's in there. And then God shuts the door. And can you imagine the hurricane that ensued? And the farce, the breaking up of the inner wells and springs, and the, the typhoon like rain that began to fall. And can you imagine all that, that transpired in it? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what Noah felt like? As day after day after day, as he looked, he looked, but nothing but water, nothing but water, nothing but water, nothing but water, nothing but water. And then one day, one day, one day he's riding along and <laughs> dragged a little something. <laughs> Can you imagine as the boat come to, come to a rest in that mountain? As the water had begun to recede. And there sets the boat. And after the water had receded completely. And God opens the door. And the door flies open. And there's this, this rebooted earth. Earth has been rebooted. Y'all didn't know I knowed anything about rebooting, did you? <laughs> anything got to do with boots, I know about it. But 
the door flies open. Can you imagine all this going through Noah's mind? You know what he thought? This is what he thought as he come marching off that boat. What a, what a glorious triumph. What a thing he'd been through. He'd been delivered from a, a failing world. A dying and dead, just like some of us. We've been delivered of a dying world, a failing world. Death all around us, decay all around us, failures everywhere. And we kind of like Noah. Noah come marching. Let me get up here. Let me get up here. I can just imagine him. I can just imagine him. He come marching out to that and he looks out. I don't know if the animals just done took off. I don't know. The green stuff here and stuff here. And everything's looking better. And you imagine the grin that come across his face. I mean, all them months locked up in that old dark boat of all them animals. Heard somebody say the ark sure did stink, but it sure it sure did stink, but it didn't sink. <laughs> I said, sound like church, don't it? Sometimes it sure do stink, but it, it ain't gonna sink. Come on, come on, it ain't, it ain't. Can you imagine him looking out there? It's what it's coming by because I know how we are. I know how man is. I know come marching out of there. All of this. You know what he thought? Just like we think sometimes when we get a great deliverance or a salvation, like you know what? We think, I have arrived. I have made. I know when I first got saved, I thought, man, I have arrived. This is it. And it was glorious. It was like getting off the boat. It was wonderful. It was magical. It was amazing. Amen. We need to understand, like Noah. We've not, we've not arrived. Give me Genesis 9 1. 9 1. Go back. First of all, give me, yeah, give me Genesis 9 1. And God blessed Noah when he got off that boat. And he told him, his sons, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. That's what he told him. He said, it's all yours. But in this story, go back to now Genesis 8 21. 8 21. Genesis 8.21. Genesis 8, Did I give you that, honey? I might not have given it to you. Okay. Amen. Well, anyway, in this story, in this story, he's told, he's told him and his sons to, 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 to be blessed and to move forward. But in this particular story, how many know, how many know he hadn't arrived? It wasn't the end of them. Because we know, we know in Genesis 8.21, it tells us that, 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 that the Lord, he smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord... In his heart, he said, I will not curse this ground anymore for man's sake and for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, but neither will I do this anymore. In other words, God's saying, I've rebooted everything, but it's still in man's heart. Come on. Failure's still in man's heart. Now, this is why, this is why, he, Noah should have caught this as we need to catch it. It's still in our heart. Everything's new. This is a great thing that's went on. But it's still right here. In that old nature. In that old man. So Noah is blessed. He moves off the boat. And the Bible says, of course, you know the story of Noah. I'm not going to go into any detail about it. But you know the story. In, in Genesis 9, 
And then 21, the Bible tells us that the door got drunk. Come on, somebody. That's just a, man, you're going to tell that part of the story? Well, yeah, the Bible tells that part of the story. It's part of the failure of man and the grace of God. Noah got off the boat. He got drunk. The reason I bring that out is you need to realize you ain't arrived. You ain't arrived. As powerful as the things that God's done in our life, that's still that old heart. And ain't nobody in here arrived. As good as some of you look this morning. Some of you look good. Some of you do do good. I'm not saying you do bad. But you ain't arrived. Ain't nobody in here arrived. And if you don't get that lesson, if you don't get a hold of that, you're not going to find the grace. You're not. You're going you're gonna to get me over into what I was preaching on Wednesday night about feeling entitled. I deserve all this. And that's when you're as far away from grace as you can be. When you think, I did all, I deserve this. I'm entitled. Come on, somebody. Amen. So, Noah learned. Proverbs, give me Proverbs 16 and 18. And I'm, I'm getting ready to close up here. Proverbs 16. Pride goeth before destruction, the haughty spirit before the fall. Amen. I've not arrived. The moment you get proud, you're going to be like Noah. You might not get drunk, but you'll do something just as sinful. Or you'll fall just as hard. Or you'll fall right back into that failing system. Because even though God rebooted the whole earth, he rebooted the whole system. He rebooted it all. The heart of man still come through. And it's not changed. That'll not be changed till, till, till we, we have that new body, that new heart, that new spirit, and that glorified state. Come on, that glorified state called the eternal kingdom. He found grace. Now, I'm going to tell you what. If you realize tonight, you realize this morning that I've not arrived, you, you'll keep finding grace. I've not arrived. You'll keep locating grace. It's like Paul said in Philippians 3.12, I don't act like I've obtained. I don't hold no, no, no act to that. He said, I still press forward and toward and trying to grab on to all that God has for me. Because I've not arrived, Paul said. And if Paul said he ain't arrived, I'm pretty sure I am. Amen. Amen. Let me give you this and I'm going to close. Uh, Genesis 8.22. Genesis 8.22. And then I'm going to close. Y'all can, I see him. Come on. Y'all come on. Genesis 8.22. Did I not give you that one either? Oh, you got it? Okay. I'm not rushing you much. <laughs> Genesis 8. Listen, this was the end of the Noah story. This is where the last, before it goes into chapter 9. This is, what, this is what the Bible says. It says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, they, they shall not 
it shall not cease. In other words, this is going to, this is the way, this is going to, way it's going to continue. This is how it's going to be. As long, as long as, 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 as there's, there's here, as long as there's, there's, there's that there's, that there's life here. As long as everything is going on, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to have to keep finding grace. We're going to have to keep looking for grace. And, my, and, and, and I, I need to get a hold of that. As long as the earth remains, man needs grace. As long as the earth remains, man needs grace. I need grace. You need grace. I would just encourage us this morning to quit blaming others. Quit blaming others for where we're at. Quit blaming others for what's going on in our life. Quit blaming others for the failure. It's not their fault. It's not. Quit blaming. And I'll tell you why I would do that. You ever noticed that, that blaming only looks good to the one that's blaming? You ever noticed that? Blaming only looks good as to the one that's blaming. Everybody else thinks it looks bad. Unless you're the blamer. But I'd encourage you this morning to start looking, to start saying yes, to start looking for the grace. And start saying yes, start saying yes, start saying yes. Start saying yes to God. God's plan. You want to know how to find grace this morning? Say yes. Say yes to God's plan. Say yes to wherever God's got, whatever God's got in your life now, right now. Is anybody here today that needs to just say yes? That's grace. When these brothers and these sisters break out of their seats, as we see them over and over and over again, they're saying yes to God. They're saying yes to the gospel message, to the grace message, or what's been said in his word and it's it's a yes and they find grace they find grace find grace I wonder this morning is anybody in this house needs to say yes maybe you have already said yes somewhere along the way but your yes turned into a maybe your maybe may have turned into I don't think so or I don't know. Or maybe your yes is, but maybe not today. It's a good day to say yes again and find grace. Find grace. To get out from under failing systems, failing environments. To move forward. It's what God's give us. He's give us the ability to confess our sins and the grace to cover grace is all that's going to save us from failure your way ain't going to work your way ain't going to work it's not going to work